I'm still trying to figure out her name. Slay? It's not Slade. Slade? Slash? No. Slice? I'm looking it up. Is it an S? I think it has like a K in it. Like a crank or a... Crunch? <laughs> Let's see. Shank. Shank. I knew... It's shank. I knew it had that... Yep, you're right. It has a K. <laughs> Welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop culture, and whether or not we are feeling it. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. And here we go. Come on, talk and talk. Right, here we go. You guys want to hear something neat? It's showtime! Hold your ears, folks. Here we go! See what you can do now. Take your position. All right, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this. Hold on to your butts. Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Feeling It. Each week on this show, we like to share what pieces of pop culture we're really feeling. Whatever show, movie, song, or tech, we just can't get out of our heads. In addition to those picks, this week we'll be discussing the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet. But before we get started with all of that, let's introduce ourselves. And when we do, let's answer the question... What part of the internet do you want to see an entire movie about? I'm Lucas Wright, a designer in Chicago. Um, I think an, a movie set around Google Maps would be fun, just Ooh. around like the kind of the making of Google Maps and like how it could be completely broken <laughs> and no one would know. <laughs> I think that'd be interesting. So are you thinking like a social network, but for Google Maps? Or are you thinking like a movie where the plot surrounds? The plot revolves, the plot surrounds possibly like um, a little like backcountry town or whatever is completely wrong in Google Maps, and like it's oh, I and love so that. like and and nobody nobody would figure it out for like the longest time because it'd be like a section of, of the country that you know isn't really using Google Maps at sure. all. So but maybe I like don't know. a traveler comes into town and exactly, yeah, 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 exactly yeah. stuff like that. Love I just think Google Maps is one of the weirdest things, and <laughs> we all treat it very normally. So yeah, like like it's the Bible, like yeah. right. <laughs> um, well, I'm Sandra Amstutz. I'm a social media manager in Nashville, Tennessee. And I think what well, we could have a lot of fun with a Reddit rom-com. Um, are you mm, familiar, Lucas, that's with, true. with like the relationships thread on Reddit? Where people, oh, like, no. There's a whole section of Reddit where people post their like relationship problems um, from like the very normal to the very bizarre. Um, and it's like, like... Like a Dear Abby section? Very much so. It's like I'm having this situation with my significant other... Uh, I messed up in this way or like they are doing this really weird thing that I don't know how to handle. And then people on Reddit like kind of like give group advice. Um, and I feel like you could have like kind of a fun Love Actually rom-com of all these different people submitting their relationship issues to Reddit. And meanwhile, they're also all like responding to relationship issues. Um, hmm. And you just see all these different little stories played out that are kind of like slightly tied together. I like that. That could work. Yeah. Um, Lucas, before we talk about Wreck-It Ralph, I want to know, what are you feeling this week? Okay. This week, I am feeling Shaun of the Dead, which is Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg's first movie together. They are the two people behind some of my favorite movies. Um, the Cornetto Trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and At, At the World's End um, are three excellent, excellent genre movies that I think are really based in character. Um, I hate zombie movies, and which is one of the reasons why it took me so long to see Shaun of the Dead, because I was like, I really just don't want to see a zombie movie. Um, but with just how much I like Edgar Wright's stuff, I, I was like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. And I do think there's way too much blood and gore for me in, in this movie, <laughs> but... Um, all of their care, all of these movies are truly completely based in character. Um, and even the situation around or surrounding the zombies is a result of, um, a character driven movie, which is really good. And it's, it is a comedy and it is hilarious, but it all is also really moving. And I think it's one of the best relationship drop, like dramedies, I guess, um, that I've ever seen. It's a brilliant movie. It is very, very funny. Um, Simon Pegg is, I think can be one of the biggest movie stars in the world if if anybody wanted him to be because he's an excellent actor. Um, I really want everybody to see this movie. <laughs> Have you seen any of these movies, the, the Cornetto trilogy? You know, I haven't, and I really should because I really do love Edgar Wright. And, you know, Scott Pilgrim, I think, is, like, such yeah. a perfect movie. And so, yeah, it's one of those things where I just haven't actually gotten around to it, but not for any particular reason, so I need to. I Hot Fuzz, I think, is definitely my favorite 
Um, I think it's a good starting point because mm-hmm. it's the least genre of <laughs> of those movies, but they are all really good and all tackle really interesting issues, I think. Um, just about like friendship and love and stuff like that. And I, yeah, I definitely, definitely would encourage everybody to watch these movies. Yeah, well, I need to get that, get on that. Um, thanks for that, Lucas. Yeah. I'm feeling this week is um, the music from the current and final season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, are you, do you ever watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Lucas? I have not started the final season. Okay. But I'm, yeah, I watched all of it up till. So then. you're into it as a show. I'm into it. Oh, for sure. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Well, this final season, um, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. One, I'm excited that they're getting like a conclusion because not every show gets that. Um, so that I'm very happy about. I do feel like even though it wasn't their plan to have four seasons, I think that this season feels a little rushed. I feel like there's a lot of growth happening in one all at once because they have (laughs) to like conclude this story of this woman and her mental health. Um, But so storytelling, sometimes there's great moments, sometimes there's rushed moments. But aside from the storytelling, I think the music this season has been so good. There are several songs that I have stuck in my head at all times. Um, I'm just going to list off a few of my favorites from this season in particular. Um, The one that I'm singing to myself the most is called No One Else Is Singing My Song, um, which is just so catchy and... Um, It has a lot of great harmonies, and I just find myself singing the chorus and the different rhythms in the song to myself while I'm cooking or just walking around. Um, Don't Be a Lawyer is also just, like, so fun and catchy. Um, Trapped in a car with someone you don't want to be trapped in a car with is this great, like, retrospective of the Beach Boys that I really (laughs) appreciate as, like, a Beach Boys fan. But my favorite of all of the ones from this season is one that I want to play a few seconds of. Um, It has a a guest star, Luca Padavan, who has such an amazing voice. Come on and do one of the funniest songs I've seen of this season. Every night I lie awake, dreaming of my big break. I just gotta act and dance and sing, cause I only ever wanted one. song about being a child star is so up my alley it's not even funny (laughs) and i find myself just like walking around um in target and just singing to myself like i want to be a child star which i'm sure is like so concerning for for my oh for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes Um, but (laughs) that song is so clever and it comes out of nowhere and um I, I had a blast seeing that moment. I had to like, it's one of the few moments where I'm watching the show and I had to rewind immediately to watch the whole <laughs> thing over again. Um, oh. So the move, the music this season has just been killing it. And if you haven't gotten into crazy ex-girlfriend yet, now is the time. Um, all of the C, all the previous seasons are on Netflix. The current season is for free on CW and it's such a smart, lovely show. So that's my recommendation for the week. That's awesome. It really is a great show, and I'm so excited that they're actually getting to finish. It was one of those shows where, like, after the first season, I was like, oh, this is really good. There's no way this is going to last that long. Right, because <laughs> the ratings have never been, like, amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really impressed that they've made it to four seasons and that they're going to get to finish on their own terms. Yeah. It's really awesome. Totally. Okay, Lucas, I want to ask you about a few trailers. Yes. Are you in or out? You were sort of section called in or out where we quickly say whether we're in or out on new things that we've heard about um so this week is a very kid-centric trailer week 
Um, over Thanksgiving, we saw the release of the brand new Lion King trailer. Disney's, you know, attempt at just really milking that cash cow mm, for of all, cynical here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all of their animated properties and making them into like quote unquote live action. Um, so Lucas, are you in or out on Lion King? I mean, I'm out on Lion King. I if I love the original movie and I feel like a lot of the a lot of the interesting things you can do with making something live action, um, you can't do with the Lion King because there are no human characters, so there's nothing truly live action about it. Like even if they were doing like real vistas and like filming in Africa and stuff like that and then adding in you know, animated animals, that would also be interesting, but truly everything is animated. This is just a photorealistic animation. Um, and I don't know how you can improve on, <laughs> on this Lion King that way. Um, one of the things that I think hurts a little bit watching that trailer is one of the things I love from the original Lion King is just the expressiveness of those characters. And if you're going photorealistic, it's hard to do that. Um, so I'm very nervous, I guess, about about how it can turn out. So I don't know. I'm I'm out on it for now. We'll we'll see. Yeah, that trailer wasn't super exciting because I'm out on whatever I've seen of the visuals so far of that trailer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, exact everything you just said is exactly my reaction when they announced that they were going to do this version of Lion King. Mm-hmm. It was like you can't have live action Lion King unless you're dealing with real lions you know yeah yeah <laughs> and obviously they're not and so it, i remember thinking like why don't they just use literally the exact you know audio tracks if they're gonna reanimate the whole thing. <laughs> um which essentially they kind of did for the trailer you know oh my gosh um, yeah with james earl jones right I, I i honestly do think though that that's the thing i'm most excited about are the new voices well, here, like getting to see donald glover and stuff like i think i think that'll be fun this but this is the- my point is that i'm out on the visuals However, I'm very in on the casting. Um, So what I'm actually truly excited about is the soundtrack. Because a soundtrack of Donald Glover and Beyonce singing Can You Feel the Love Tonight (laughs) is like, man, I'm so excited for that. But we could have done a soundtrack without making a whole movie. You know what I mean? That's true. If they just re-released the soundtrack, re-recorded it with all these new people, oh man, that would have sold like hotcakes. Right. Um, so I, I'm mixed. I, I, I love yeah. all of the talent that they have as far as acting goes <laughs> in this movie. And yet that those visuals do not appeal to me. So no, no, we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. The next trailer I want to ask you about is the trailer for Artemis Fowl. There's a book series, Artemis Fowl, that came out, I feels like over a decade ago. Um, and they're finally getting around to getting these movies released. Um, they've been in the works for years. Lucas, did you see the trailer, and are you in or out? I saw the trailer. I have never read the books. I heard that there were books. Like, I knew this was based off a book, but I didn't know the story or anything like that. And I got to say, I am 100% in for any trailer that has, like, a good, solid monologue um kind of running over the top and a lot of teaser teaser trailers do that um and this one with judy dench's like guttural like irish whatever um i was in on that i watched that like three times just to keep listening to her i didn't even watch the trailer i just put the audio on just to just to listen to that um i thought it was really interesting i have no idea what it's about um but i'm i'm intrigued do you want to know what it's about yeah okay well let me tell you what it's about because I am a huge fan of these books. Um, okay. There's, an, like, an original trilogy, and then there's, like, some more that came after the trilogy that I read some <laughs> of them, but, like, I'll be honest, they kind of go off the rails, like, after the tri- trilogy. But there's, like, a basic trilogy that is, I think, really good. They are definitely kids' books, but they're for, like, kids that are, like, really brainy, I would think. Like, kids that, like, really... <laughs> Um, or, like, that think of themselves as brainy, I would even say, like, as I would probably self-identify um, as a child. So the book is about um, this child genius named Artemis Fowl, who lives in Ireland, uh, and he is the son of, like, these incredibly wealth, this incredibly wealthy, famous family. But they're also kind of famous for, like, stealing and being, like... Um, just like well-known famous criminals, but crazy rich. And they've kind of like lost some of their fortune and their fa- his father has gone missing and his mother has gone crazy. And so it's just like 
this child genius and this crazy mother living in a mansion alone. And he decides, like, I need to get enough money to, like, find my father and, like, pay back his debts. Um, And he discovers that there is this magical realm in the depths of the earth of elves and that elves have, like, a shit ton of money. And so he makes this plot to kidnap an elf. And so Artemis is, like, essentially a villain of this story, even though he's also kind of the main character. How old is he? He's, like, 12. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. But he is truly a genius. And so, like, he pulls (laughs) off this huge kidnapping crime dealing with, like, a magical realm that, like, most humans don't even know about, know exists. Um, Yeah. And so the whole battle of the first book is this magical realm dealing with the fact that one human knows about them and has kidnapped one of their own and, um, and having to like battle against him and him trying to take on an entire magical realm as like a child. Um, it's so good and so clever. Um, so as a big fan of the books, I always thought that they would make amazing movies. Um, now when I heard about, Kenneth Branagh directing it, I was kind of excited because I'm a fan of his. And I think that he would, like, have enough, like, cheekiness for the, the, the this, like, subject matter would require. Then, though, as, like, any book fan would, I started hearing about some of the changes that were made to the story, like, to make it more palatable, I guess, <laughs> for, like, a movie. Yeah. And it was really disappointing because, like, some of the things that they're changing, I feel like, are so inherent to the story, for instance, it seems like instead of being, like, this, like, rich kid that, like, doesn't socialize, he's, like, a regular kid at a school, um, which I think is, like, so, in- like, such an inherent part of his character that I'm, I don't know how they'll handle that. All of this to say, this is a long in or out, I apologize, um, <laughs> I'm in on Artemis Fowl, the movie, because I think that trailer looked awesome. It kind of, like, made a lot of my fears go away. I think some of the visuals that they have for the way the elves look. In fact, they didn't even show most of the elves. They only showed one, and it was such a cool reveal that um, it gives me a lot of hope for what they're going to do with this film. So I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I hope that I'm, they I'm don't intrigued. change the story too much. I, I would recommend reading the books, Lucas. Even though they're kids' books, I think that they're still like really appealing on... Um, to adults they're really good all right yeah i might check it out okay i like being a smug book reader so i really think you'll like them they're i mean they're heist essentially um yeah so the like the third one is is very much a heist and um and the first one is like kind of this like heist versus like kidnap like retrieval story it's like back it's two stories in one um so yeah they're fun cool all right, let's move on to our main topic of the week. Ralph breaks the internet. In this place called slaughter. So Lucas First, before we start talking, I feel like whenever we talk about a sequel, we have to talk about our relationship to the original film. Have you seen the original film? And if so, when did you see it? Yes. Okay. I saw the original film in theaters. I think I've seen it once since then. Um, It is great. It is, I think, one of the best things Disney Animation has done post their classic era. Um, It is super smart. I think think that... The idea of, you know, setting this thing in an arcade and, you know, referencing a bunch of video games sounds 100% like a cash grab. Right. (laughs) And I think they did a really good job, kind of like what I said about Shaun of the Dead, like basing it in character and not so much um, on experiences or plot or anything like that. Like the characters are just perfect in that first movie. And I I love it. It's really, really great. I saw Wreck-It Ralph um, the same... The day before, either the same day, I can't remember, over Thanksgiving break this year before I went to go see the sequel. Um, mm, okay. I had never seen it before, and the sequel looked really appealing. And so I was like, wow, I got to get on this and watch the first one before I go out and see the sequel. Um, so I saw them back to back, and um, I really appreciate 
that experience and getting to like Mm -hmm. compare the two so freshly. Um, I really like the first one. I I have a lot of thoughts I think that I'll share when we talk about the two of them side by side, but I thought the first one was very charming. Um, You know, Sarah Silverman and um, John C. Riley as those two voice actors are just so perfectly paired. Yeah, they're um, people that I would not have ever picked to be like kids movie <laughs> like, stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they work so well in these in both of these movies. Yeah, like yeah, their voices are perfect for these characters. I mean, they're so great because both of them in real life and in these characters, they have an edge, but they inherently have this sweetness to them, this mm-hmm. like lovable nature to them. Um, while still maintaining like a great sense of humor and edge to them that like is not like they're not so sickening sickeningly sweet um so yeah, yeah they're such a perfect casting choice um so lucas how did you feel about ralph breaks the internet well <laughs> um i I'll, I'll start by saying i liked it i didn't love it um but i liked it i think one of the things that is difficult for me is how i mean i'll I'll put this out there also. I watched the Emoji movie. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the few people who did. Um, and I thought, okay, Ralph Breaks the Internet is definitely going to be better than the Emoji movie. And it definitely is. It's way better than the Emoji movie. But I feel like both of those movies have this issue of um, I have to do something with the whole Internet. If I'm going to talk about the Internet, I've got to talk about the whole of it. Yeah. Um, and I thought they did a really good job kind of containing it to a couple places. But anytime they're just out and about you know, in the internet, referencing a bunch of internet things. Um, It's just hard. It's just hard to help move that plot. And I feel like it's kind of the same situation with, um, with the video game situation in the first movie is the, if, if they had spent a lot of time in a bunch of different video games, I feel like it would have been, I don't know, more boring just because it's not, um, it's not plot driven at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the fact that in the first one, they keep it, limited to, you know, I'm really just going to be in sugar, like 25 minutes in, you're at Sugar Rush for the rest of the movie right. for the most part. Um, and it, you, do, you do some world building at the beginning and then you're just in the thing. Um, whereas this one does a little bit more hopping around, which I didn't love. Um, the parts where they're actually kind of engaging in one, I guess, website or app or another, um, I, I, I did like those sequences. It just felt kind of disjointed to me to keep bouncing back and forth. Um, I like the theme a lot, the, like the, the, the message that they're, that they're trying to get across. I don't want to spoil it or anything like that, but I thought I really think that's an interesting thing to put in a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it actually became part of the movie till pretty late in the movie. Um, I don't think they seeded it that well, um, but I, I did like it. Um, a lot of my qualms have to do with, again, spoilery stuff, but uh, overall, I did like this movie. I just think it could have been a lot tighter. Yeah. I thought this movie was really, really fun. Um, I'm someone who, like, really delights in tropes. And this movie, like, I think has a lot of fun with tropes. Um, Especially, like, Disney kids movie tropes. Um, And so, like, spotting all of those was really fun for me. and, um, And having them either, like, hide the tropes or, like, blatantly speak out the tropes as they do in sort of, like some like the Disney princess stuff that we see in the trailers. Um, the Disney princess stuff is one of the best parts of the movie. Sure. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had a lot of fun with those. Um, I am someone who like, when I'm watching a movie, I'm thinking about how it got made, you know? And so mm-hmm. yeah. the corporate nature of this film fascinates me. And <laughs> I would watch an entire documentary about, the contract negotiations between all the different corporations involved in this film. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, a lot of company, the internet is made up of companies and to like reflect what the internet looks like, you have to have some sort of permission from all of these companies to have their logos and their like landscapes represented in your film. And I'm very curious to find out like what, what kind of like, payment is offered in that situation and also what are the terms like what are the terms of the company states like okay you can't reflect us in this way or if we're going to be incorporated in the story it can only be if this happens and um Mm -hmm. i'm so fascinated by that now i don't think that that's like 
has anything to do with the quality of the film, but it does have something to do with the quality of my experience of the film, which is fun. So, yeah, um, (laughs) Yeah. which is why I'm bringing it up. Um, I thought that the central like relationship plot of this film was incredibly moving. It's also really surprising because like you said, um, and I won't spoil what it is. I was, it's something that's like, kind of shocking to be in a kid's movie as an adult it felt much more geared towards like me and my life um oh for sure yeah. i was like uh, going through something very similar to this plot and that i can get into later that i was like this is a movie like currently addressing my life how is this like a thing that children are relating to so i'm very interested to hear I'm wondering what children think of that plot, if it's something that they like are invested in or not. Um, right. But I thought it was a beautiful storyline otherwise. Um, and as someone who like uses the internet, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as someone who uses the internet, uh, yeah, but like is a heavy user, I would say, um, I make, you know, I make my living specifically off social media. Um, I was really fascinated by the way that they depicted the landscape of the internet and the different sites and um, especially like the visual representation because like they didn't have enough time to truly get into all the quirks of every different, you know, little niche in the internet. Right. Right. But to see the visual landscape of um, something like uh I don't even want to spoil it, I guess, because it's like so part of the reveals are like what companies are going to make appearances, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I can get into that in spoilers. But I think it's really creatively laid out. You know, the Internet is like a city, like a very sprawling city. Um, and seeing like the different the insides of the different buildings that represent different parts of the Internet, I thought was really, really interesting. Um yeah, so I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's, like, a a better emotional storyline than the first one. But I think the first one was a little bit more focused. Um, mm-hmm. I also had... I think I laughed more during this second one, though. And I think it's just, like, the spectacle really did it for me, I would say. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Like, the, like it looks great. Um, one of my favorite things about this movie is the uh, Gal Gadot racing scene. Absolutely. Um, that just uh, brought me back to like uh, her in Fast and the Furious, and I was just like, "This is what I need. I need. Right. <laughs> I need more of this in this movie." Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's really really great. Yeah. Um, I have so much I want to talk about in spoilers. Is there anything you want to say uh, yeah. before we move on to the spoiler section? I'm very curious to see how. Yeah. I kind of want to just repeat what you said. I'm so interested to see how kids feel about it. Um, there were I think there were two kids who cried, and their parents had to like take them out of the theater um, just because they were screaming and, and scared because there's there's a certain part of this movie that I think is probably too scary for kids. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, depending what age and everything like that, but it, it, it was intense. So I'm just so curious to see, wow, you know, what kids actually think of it and what kind of parents of kids right. <laughs> um, Both think on, about this movie. on, like, an emotional level and also, like, on an internet level. You know, like, yeah. so much yeah. of this is referencing things that, like, you know, like, how many kids understand what eBay is? I don't know. You know, like, right. maybe they all do because, like, they grew up on the internet. They're like, yeah, of course we know what eBay is. <laughs> yeah. or, or, like, maybe they don't. And, you know, I, I don't know a lot of, like, children. So, like, I don't know yeah. what the truth is. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. So that's that, that's all I got to say. It's just I'm, I'm curious to see what, what other people will think of it. Um, yeah, there's so much to say in spoilers. Yes. Okay, so um, let's move on to the spoiler section. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Are you paying attention? It's your last chance to walk away. Let me tell you what's going to happen. No, crack and gas. Spoilers! Remember, you wanted this. I'd love to talk, I'd love to ask, like, specifically what the scary scene was that you were just referencing that the kids had to be walked out of. Okay, so the zombie... um, Ralphs. What is it? The zombie, zombie Ralphs all 
you know, climb together into one yeah. undulating massive Ralph, which is, I think, creepy. Yeah, it was pretty creepy watching really that thing, like, form. And then watching, like, that one section just where it's attacking Ralph and uh, Vanellope a lot. And it's dark and everything like that. And it's got, like, lightning coming out of its eyes and stuff. Sure. Like, that That was, that. was I think that was a bit too far for the kids in my theater. So. It, was, like, <laughs> it was very visually, it was so creepy to see, like, the bodies of the Ralphs, like, moving, yeah. like, in this one big mass. Like, yeah, yeah that was really creepy looking. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Um, As it was happening, I was just like, this is a little bit too much. I mean, I, I, I felt like there's a lot of things that they tone down because it's the internet. Right. Um, like the <laughs> the comment section, for one. Sure. Um, the, what is it, the Grand Theft Auto yeah. game. What is it? Uh I forget slaughter what it's called. Race. Slasher, slaughter, yeah, slaughter race, something. Um, uh, that kind of stuff was really toned down, and I was like, this makes sense. Like, this is why, like, you're doing it for this game, um, or for this movie. Um, and then they put this in there, and I'm like, do you know that this is a child's movie? Right. <laughs> like, this seems really out there, but yeah. Well, I do want to talk. Let's talk about um, the emotional plot line of this film. Okay. Um, yes. Let me say that as someone who's one of their best friends who I had lived with for six years, recently moved to a different state. Um, this movie was very emotional for me. <laughs> I was like, wow, I am Ralph. Like, my best friend is wanting to leave, and I just have to accept that fact. Yeah. I think it's such a good um, message. Like, it's totally. something that you don't hear about at all. Um I just thought that it was put in too late. Like, I don't really think that they were kind of, I don't think they started building toward that until about halfway through the movie. I and I think, Lucas. I feel like, I, th I, I think you get her wanting to, wanting more out of life early in the movie yeah. and him kind of, you know, really confused by why she would want anything more than what they've got. Right. Um, I think you've got that, but I don't think, but also I guess she doesn't know what she wants until about halfway through the movie of like, oh, I want to be in Slaughter Race. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't have that drive until then. But I think it would have it would have been helpful if they'd kind of given that, like have her not necessarily realize it, but maybe have the audience realize that that's what she wants to leave. Because still, and it might just be my stupidity, but up until that point when like when she's talking to the princesses and they're like, what do you want? What do you want? And she's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I was also at that point like, I also don't know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is it that you that you want here? And I feel like the audience should know hmm. because that's what it should be building toward is her realizing it, not you realizing it with her. Yeah. I kind of felt like it was pretty clear in the beginning and like that opening sequence where they're just kind of living their lives in the in the arcade. Mm -hmm. That like she wanted a variety of racetracks. Like that's exactly what she wanted. You know, like we see her trying to do like the Tron racetracks and we see her mm -hmm. and then we see Ralph like trying to set up a new course for her in the game, you know? And Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like that's what she wants and that's what makes her happy. And so I don't know. If, to me, it was pretty clear. Yeah, um, I might have just missed it because <laughs> <laughs> I because like truly like halfway through, I was like, "Where is this movie going?" Yeah, because I know like I thought it was building more towards he needs to be like he does need to be more flexible and let her kind of do things on her own and stuff like that. Right. I thought that was going to be it. Like the message is just you know you're too controlling. Yeah. But actually having her have a desire to you know leave and stuff like that, I thought is interesting and cool, but I just didn't get it until later in the movie. It's so, it is such an interesting theme because it's like how many kids have to deal with that emotional issue of like letting go of people and like uh, communicating from far away. Like that, I don't, to right. me that's just not like a common kid issue and it seems like much more of an adult issue to me. Of like wanting to move on, but like, cause I, I like kids move all the time and stuff like that, sure. but it's never their choice. Right. Like it's not like, <laughs> it's not like they have that desire to like, ah, I like the things that I want to do, I need to move for. Yeah. Like that's not a kid feeling at all. So. Right. Or like, oh, my best friend needs to move on and I've got to let them. Like, I, don't, I just don't see that as, like, a common kid issue. No, yeah. Um, and I get but, I get kids, like, dealing with distance friendship because that's sure. something that they do now that we didn't have as children. Right. <laughs> um, we did not have long-distance friendships. But um, 
still, it's it's more about the choice. Like if yeah, uh, uh, to 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 you know to move. Oh. And I I don't know. Well, whether or not children liked it, I certainly did. It <laughs> definitely helped. It was like very healing for me. Um, <laughs> So I guess we should move on to sort of the way different parts of the internet were like reflected in this film. I want to hear what you thought about eBay and Ugh. and yeah. YouTube, BuzzTube, and all these different things. Yeah. Um, so I was I was super curious when when they were talking about eBay and stuff like that. I was like, okay, this is different because they're going to actually be interacting with humans in yeah, the outside world. Right. And I was like, how are they going to depict that? How is this going to be like? Is it going to break the world, like the world building that they've already set up? Because right. they did a really great job in the first movie of setting up how humans interact with the game and kind of how that works. Um, but with eBay, when it's just kind of like free for all, it I don't I didn't know. And I thought they handled it really well with everybody has their avatars and their avatars are running around bidding on stuff and things like that. Um, I once he started doing like the YouTube stuff, I was like, oh, or the what is it, BuzzTube, whatever. Right. Um, I was I was like oh and then they started like showing people like looking at the videos and stuff like that that made me a little bit uncomfortable but I also feel like they they didn't go too far sure um, outside of believability um, and then he but, literally so as far breaks as, the internet yes yes he does literally break the internet which also I felt a little weird about um, <laughs> but I was also kind of okay with I was, I was like all right this 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 does work story wise yeah um, but just having the internet being broken made me. A little bit uncomfortable inside. Here's the thing about that whole plot line. That's like, it works. But when I'm like, and I'm looking way more into this than I should be. And like, but Mm -hmm. when I like really think about it, the funniest thing to me about that whole plot line is that all of a sudden, if I'm thinking about like the human world, okay. Yeah. People start coming across these like videos of this video Mm -hmm. game character that they remember doing all these different like YouTube challenges. Right. And there's like, who's making them, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite thing to think about is like, if there was like this random video chat video channel that like the world was becoming obsessed with, um, there would definitely be some like investigative pieces about like, who is making them, you know? It's just the algorithms. Um, right. And 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 for the the answer to be like literally a piece of code is like self-generating yeah. this would be like a game changer. You know, it would be like a, a new advancement in a in AI. Like the code <laughs> is generating content for us like on its See, own. See that that's why I started getting a little bit nervous when they started like pulling us out into the real world and right. having people watching these videos. I was like, oh, where are you going to take this? Where are you going Yeah. And <laughs> so. then especially it like, and you know, like you can debate about like how popular those videos were, you know, if they only needed yeah. like, what was the dollar amount? Like $30,000 uh, or something? Yeah. 20 something. Yeah. So if like they only needed that much, then like the videos wouldn't have to get like that crazy of like, mm-hmm. um, but then he like breaks the internet, like he causes internet outages, and like that for sure would like get, grab the attention of like the FBI, you know, <laughs> like right, right. Who created and then the, this the virus? News, <laughs> yeah, and the news channel was talking about it. Like it was a very big deal, right? Like all of this stuff, and I just didn't like being taken out into that part of the world. I was like, just let me stick here sure. with this little story that you want to tell, like. Don't make this bigger. And yeah. I guess it's called the internet, so it has to get bigger. But right. it just, yeah, that that stuff bothered me Here's a little bit. Here's the thing. <laughs> Obviously, I'm overthinking all of this and looking way too deep into it. Oh, for sure. But yeah. ultimately, I do like the play on words of, like, break the internet, like, cause up a, like, a storm versus, like, Wreck-It Ralph, liter- like, that he both broke the internet in the popular sense of the word and then literally broke the internet because he's Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I think what annoys clever. me is that they use the word breaks the internet, though. It should be wrecks the internet. Ralph wrecks well, the internet. It's wreck it, Ralph. exchange in the trailer, right? Oh, did they? Have you seen, like, the original trailer? I don't. I, I'm sure I have. It's been In the original trailer, there's a scene that's not in the movie, that's just in the trailer, where one of the, the, the character, yes, um, yeah. says, Ralph breaks the internet. And then he goes, shouldn't it be Ralph wrecks the internet? And she goes, like, well, break the internet is, like, a thing. He's like, I know, but, like, I'm Wreck-It Ralph. 
Uh, and they ex- like literally have that exchange. Okay. That would have made me feel better if I'd seen that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing that I remember in the movie or in the watching the trailer before I saw the movie during that exchange was like, I think it's such a bad exchange because it immediately confuses me about what the actual title is. Yeah. Like yeah, when that, that's true. when that exchange happens, I was like, wait a minute. So what is the actual title? Is it Ralph breaks yeah. the internet or Ralph wrecks the internet? Like, I don't know. And there's no conclusive thing at the end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so for months leading up to this, like I didn't know the title of this movie, which is a problem, you know, um, on a marketing standpoint. So yeah. anyway, that's just a little quip that I had with yeah. that whole yeah. <laughs> scheme of things. Um, mm-hmm. But get it, getting back to the, to the businesses. Yes. Um, so real quick, there is, Knows, knows more? Knows more? Yes, which is like is Google. It. It's in place of Google, um, which I don't know why they couldn't get Google or Yahoo search or... Um, Bing? I don't know. Bing or Ask or like DuckDuckGo, like literally any search it was engine. It's kind of like a blend of Google and Ask Jeeves. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like having that, because it was our first like interaction in the internet and having it with a known company i think would have helped a little bit um i still like alan tudyk is amazing and he is excellent in every role he's ever done for disney yeah (laughs) um except except for maybe the chicken in moana he's underused (laughs) um but but he's he's great here um but yeah i was just like whoa what are we doing are we just doing made-up stuff and then we get buzztube which is supposed to be youtube and i completely understand why they couldn't get youtube for kind of the stuff that that goes on there, right. you know, them kind of being a little bit disparaging about the comments and the... Right. Just the, the, the whole interaction is something that I can 100% see YouTube being like, yeah, we don't really want to be involved in that. Um, so making up something else to be here's, that here's makes a lot of I'm sense. Here's I'm realizing right now. Other than, like, Disney stuff, which they have full, like, ownership already of, um, yep. any kind of place on the internet where there was, like, a character that they had to, like, really interact with um, was not, like, specifically named. So, like, YouTube and, like, Google, I guess when you characterize a company, you immediately Mm -hmm. add negativity to it because, like, characters have flaws. And, or, you know, um, so, like, with Mr. Nosemore, like, his autocomplete, like they could be like, well, no, we don't like, we don't like the fact that you're, you're making our autocomplete sound annoying, you know? Yes, that is true. And, yep. and with and, yes, you're at, and YouTube, you're adding like a whole, like you're commenting on that culture mm-hmm. um, versus something like eBay or Pinterest, which we see parts of. Um, there's not really like a character built into those that we have to like interact with. Mm-hmm. Really, at that point, it's just using the brand. Right. It's just li- licensing the use of the brand and not giving it an actual um, message or personality, I guess. Right. Um, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I an- another one of my issues with the plot is just that this whole this whole time we're going for this wheel. We're, we're trying to buy the steering wheel. Right. And I'm on board with that. We're trying to buy the steering wheel, and then with like what is it like 30 minutes left he has enough money to go get the steering wheel and he tells her to meet him at ebay and he gets to ebay and is waiting and then we never hear anything else so for a a bit i as the person who still doesn't know where this movie is going is did he go in and buy the wheel he did did he did did he miss it like what happened there and i don't yeah so he did get the wheel yeah it's a tiny piece of dialogue. I agree that they didn't give enough attention to that, but there's a tiny piece of dialogue where he's waiting for her outside of eBay. Yeah. And he sees someone who's like, have you seen Vanellope? I got the wheel. Like I already, I, I paid okay. for the wheel. Okay. Um, got so it. Like he, he says that he's paid for it and that it's been like shipped. Um, mm-hmm. but I agree that like, there should have been a scene of him like paying, like where we see him paying for it. Um, yeah. Some sort of yeah. triumphant, like, didn't think I was going to get 27000 did you? You know, and then he pays yeah. for it. Yeah, so everything up until that point, plot-wise, I really liked. Once it, it goes a little off for me once he gets, starts looking for a virus and, like, they get the, like, uh, I don't know, like, all of that, the virus getting out, that felt to me a little bit, a lot, well, not a little bit, a lot like the first movie where <laughs> you have the bugs yeah. or whatever. Um, it felt a little derivative. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah, the ending um, didn't work for me. I think that I agree with you, like, on a plot, like, structure level, but that Mm -hmm. emotional story was so meaningful to me that it didn't bother me. (laughs) So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, that's just where I'm coming from. I want to talk about, let's talk about Disney princesses. Um, yes. I think it's so cool that they were able to find most of the original voice talent for all of those Disney princesses and get them involved in this film. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Getting to hear those voices, like, who do we miss? We miss Snow White and Cinderella. Aurora. Um, Aurora and Cinderella, yeah. yeah. So those three um, like the were, older were, ones, new, were yeah. new people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everybody else, oh, man, so great. It was so fun hearing that. Yeah. Hearing those voices say new words as those characters. It was really, really great. Right. Um, I loved all the princess stuff. I wish I hadn't seen it in the tra- like in the in the trailer. I, I wish I'd kind of been surprised by it. Um, but I, I loved it. My favorite part was them combining like their powers at the end. Yes. Um, to save Ralph. That was truly the best sequence of the movie for <laughs> me. Like that was so much fun to just see them work together to do all these crazy things. Right. Um, so good. Uh, yeah, I agree that if I wish that joke hadn't been ruined in the trailer of like them mm-hmm. asking Vanellope if she's a real princess. Um, yeah. yeah, because that would have played so well if I had seen it like for the first time while watching the movie. Yes. Um, I loved. Yeah, I just loved seeing them all interact. And um, in addition to like the Disney princess of it all is I was so delighted to see that they played up on the trope of Disney princesses singing the I want song. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite part of any Disney Disney princess movie. And the fact mm-hmm. that they incorporated that in such a funny, lovely way into this movie, um, just like my heart was soaring during that sequence. Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> um, the joke of you have to look into water and she's like water They're like no important, important water. water that made me laugh so hard and then the whole sequence of the slaughter race song i thought was yes. great yeah and that that to me is where i was like oh this is what she wants and i wish i wish i had known yeah. that that is what she wanted like i wish when they were talking to her you're like oh yeah Here's- you want to be in slaughter, slaughter race. Ultimately, I think the problem for you, Lucas, is that like the I want song is such an important aspect of the plot in Disney princess movies. And mm-hmm. it's important that it comes in the first third of the movie. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. It has to come in the first. Act. And this did not come. It came in like the, the like the end of the second act. Um, right. And so <laughs> and so that timing was definitely off mm-hmm. yeah yeah because um, you have to know like what a character wants for the motivation for the whole movie to work right. and for me i did not know that that's what we were building toward like i knew she wanted more to her life but like she has to have a specific want um and once she, once i was centered on oh okay this is what she wants right. i love it i'm in i want to i want to find out more <laughs> I wanna, but i just didn't have that well, we're talking about that slaughter race song i want to point mm-hmm. out two little details about it that like really made me happy one was at the very end of the slaughter race like musical number was that group of people on the highway, which to me felt yes. like a nod to La La, La Land. Land. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So funny to me. Um, and then I really, really loved that the end credits was like a dancey pop version of that song. <laughs> like Disney movies tend to do where they take like yes. the big song yep. of the movie and get like a pop star to do a cover of it. <laughs> the fact that they had that for a Wreck-It Ralph movie, I don't, it was just, I thought it was funny. And, and again, that's one that I've been like listening to on Spotify is like the dancey oh, nice. pop version <laughs> of Slaughter Race. Um, so those two little details, I, it's moments like that where I was like, oh, this movie is so smart and like, I really am loving what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm super curious to see how it feels on a second watch when I know right. what her want and need is. Yeah. <laughs> if I feel more engaged in it. Um, but I, cause I, I truly did love everything about the slaughter race stuff. Like I yes. loved, loved all of that, that stuff. That action sequence. So. I mean, as a fast and furious fan, it was like, this is mm. exactly, this is exactly like something straight out of fast and the furious. Yep. And yep. Um, or even like Mission Impossible, it it was so yeah. cool, like really well done, especially for a kids movie, and mm-hmm. um, it was so thrilling. And and Gal Gadot was such a perfect character in that film. Um, oh yeah, I remember hearing her voice and being like, oh, I know that voice, but like not knowing that she was in this movie. <laughs> 
and like yeah. taking a few seconds to be like, who is this? You know, and then being like, oh my gosh, that's Gal Gadot in Wreck It yep. Ralph. Um, yep. Yeah, I I loved her friendship with Penelope and how like she wasn't um, a villain. You know, I love that she wasn't like trying yeah. to like lure her away from Ralph. That it was like this genuine mm-hmm. mentor friendship that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. Because I've heard. Some people relate the Ralph Vanellope friendship to be kind of father daughter, which I've never personally seen. No, not I, at to all. To me, they feel very equal. Yeah. Um, and I like that, like her relationship with Gal Gadot is a friendship, but also it's like this is who I want to become, you know. And so, like, it was very, it was cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a big note. It's just something that's like stuck in my head. It's like when I was talking about how visually different parts of the internet are like recreated. Um, So like Twitter, you have like this tree of like tweets and like BuzzTube, you have this like arena with like all these different screens and people wandering to like different screens. Um, One that was like really stuck in my head is Pinterest. Like Pinterest isn't a big part in the movie. Like you just see Ralph like crash through a building, I think at one point. And then you just see Mm -hmm. like the inside of the Pinterest building. Um, but I loved that, like, Pinterest was, like, all these, like, kind of big framed photos, like, lining walls. You know, it was the visual, yeah. the way that they, like, <laughs> decided, like, okay, what, if Pinterest was a building, what would it look like? Or if Twitter was, like, you know, a place you could go to, what would that visually look like? And that was a fun thing throughout the entire film, which is, like, constantly you got to see... Like, okay, Google is, like, this, like, little, like, library. And you got to see, you know, BuzzTube as, like, this arena. And and eBay as, like, this mall. And uh, getting to see, like, the creativity behind that was a really fun part for me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, again, having seen the Emoji movie. Right. (laughs) They just did the internets in such a better way, such a more visually interesting way. Yeah. um, It's just all really smart. Right. Right. Um. Well, is there anything else that you want to bring up about Ralph Breaks the Internet? Mm, no, I'm just excited to see it again. Yeah. See what I think about it the second time through. Sure. I, I really would love to like watch it with kids or talk to kids about this movie. Yeah, yeah. We should interview kids about this. Okay. That can be like our goal over the holidays. It's like find a kid yes. in your family. Find some kids who've seen it and just be like, okay, what did you think about this? Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. I did the some, plot mess you up at all? feeling it kid correspondence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, that's all I have. So if you want to find us on the internet... Um, Lucas, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere at Lucas and Stuff. And all of my social media is at Sandra Amstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z. And you can find our podcast Twitter account is at Feeling It Pod. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Adios. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Go away. I'll see you soon, okay? That's it? Go home? Yep. Move along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people. 